Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, this week we're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was sometimes known as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and other times known as just Wonka. I know, and in honor of the new Wonka movie that recently came out, we're going to talk about this franchise, which started out as a very famous beloved story, which is probably the most famous story by Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. And how it's become one of the most famous of all time and a lot of the memorable moments and how there have been a lot of adaptations and how it's very beloved, like we know today. Yeah, and you're right. There's a lot of adaptations and references to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's one of those stories that you kind of hear about as a kid and you might not remember the first time you watched it as a movie, but you know you saw it at some point. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. First, we're going to feature a song from the movie that came out in 1971. Yes, it's called Fewer Imagination. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Reach out, touch what was once just in your imagination. The song was written by Leslie Brickus and Anthony Newley. They were the original composers. And the version that got made famous by Gene Wilder was a dreamy, kind of melancholy, nostalgic song version that was in the 1971 movie. Yes, I know. And this, it was, there was a new version of it in the Wonka movie that came out. Yeah, they re-recorded the song with Timothy Chalamet, the star of the Wonka movie, singing it. I know. And the original film, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, as we all know, had so, some really great memorable songs. And we'll get to that soon. Where else have we heard Pure Imagination, Ezra? Some people have covered it, like in a Chipotle short film in 2013 by Fiona Apple. And an instrumental version was heard in the 2017 Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. How else would you describe the song and its lyrics, Ezra? Breathtaking, unique, remarkable, unbelievable, one of a kind. What is the song about? What is it, what is it talking about? Pure imagination and how your imagination can come true. And it's about making a wish to make your dreams come true. Yeah, it's kind of this voice saying, come with me. I'm going to show you what you can make your dreams come true with your imagination. And how does that fit the story of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It's about, it shows them like when he shows everyone this room with all the candy and the chocolate river and everything and, and shows them that everything in there that's all edible. And especially for Charlie Bucket, who's a little boy who has big dreams. Definitely. And like any kid, he dreams about candy. So this song is kind of escorting us into this world where kids' dreams have come true in the form of this incredible, whimsical candy factory. I know, like nothing else you've ever seen. Definitely. And nothing we've seen since, really. I know. So this song was originally not very popular when it first came out, I read, Mm. which is very interesting because I feel like it's such a popular song now. But The song got more and more popular with the release of the second film, obviously, and the Gene Wilder version. And then it got really popular, actually, in 2016 after we lost Gene Wilder. 
the song was being played everywhere after he died. I know, yes. And I know uh, the it was only in the original film from 1971. It wasn't in the 2005 movie. No, it wasn't. But I think people might have gone back and listened to the song when that new movie came out regardless. Because I know it had different music, unlike the original. It did. Great. Anything else you want to say about this song, Ezra? It's beautiful, breathtaking, unique, and pretty magical and pretty joyous, too. Definitely. I agree with all of those descriptions. Let's get into our feature presentation. So this classic story we all know is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is probably the most famous story by Roald Dahl. It was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it featured more in-depth Doll's childhood himself. He went to a school called Repton in the UK, and he lived right where the Cadbury Chocolate Factory lived. And there was another competing chocolate brand at the time. And growing up, he was aware that the two chocolate factories, chocolate brands, would send spies to steal each other's secrets from their factory. So the background for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is that the shroud of mystery that surrounds Willy Wonka's chocolate factory is due to the fact that spies were sent to steal his secrets. And so he closed the factory down and reopened it in secret. So that's why he is the way he is. Because of Wonka's like evil like rival Slugworth. Yeah, exactly. So that's all drawn from Roald Dahl's real world experience. Now I want to talk about in this plot in like some of the most important parts. Like, it was about a poor little boy named Charlie Bucket who lived with his family, I know, and he was a poor, but he was kind and good-hearted and honest, and I know he had big dreams that he never gave up on, and he hears about five Wonka bars that have each have a golden ticket, and it will only go to five children who find the golden ticket will get to go to the factory. First, it goes to a gluttonous, overweight boy named Augustus Gloop, who just likes to eat and eat and eat. Then Baruch Assault, who's a spoiled bratty girl who's extremely obnoxious. Then Violet Beauregard, who just chews gum all day. And then Mike TV, who's obsessed with television. And then Charlie, eventually, right? Yes, and he's lucky he finally gets one. And he brings his grandpa, whose name is Joe, to the factory. And they go on an adventure of a lifetime where they meet Willy Wonka, who takes them into this incredible place. First, the candy room, where we introduced those Oompa Loompas, who were orange in the original movie, and normal skin color, not orange with green hair in the remake. Of all skin colors. And from a place which is in that fictional universe called uh, Loompa Land, where Wonka met the Oompa Loompas. That's right. So Charlie and Grandpa Joe and the other kids are escorted through Wonka's factory and eventually different experiences teach them a lesson. What's that lesson? To like follow the rules and all. And because I know the, like, the first thing that happens is that Augustus Gloop accidentally falls into the chocolate river and then suck, gets sucked up a tube. And then they go into the laboratory where Violet Beauregard chews gum and turns into a blueberry. Then in the original, it was the golden geese, but in the newer one, it was squirrels, more accurate to the book. Spoiled and bratty Baruch Assault wants one of those, but then she becomes a bad egg 
in the original, but a bad nut in the remake. And then in the TV room, Mike TV goes into the TV thing and he accidentally gets shrunk. Those are all that weird thing that happened to those other children. A little disturbing for younger kids, though. Definitely. But they each teach a lesson that you can't be, you can't ask for too much. You can't be entitled to anything. Just because you're there doesn't mean that you can't show the premises respect, follow the rules, take what you're given, be kind. All of these things are kind of disregarded by the first children, except for Charlie, who was raised without certain means, and he is quiet and respectful the entire time. I know, yeah, and he's the one who earns this factory to be live with, with, with his family eventually. That's right. Wonka's five golden tickets were meant to find children who he could test to see who he could test in order to find the heir to his factory. Heir, H-E-I-R, meaning like next in line. That's right. So this is the story of the book. And the first 1971 version movie stayed pretty true to this book, except for a couple details like the geese versus squirrels, like you mentioned, Ezra. But generally, it was very close. Then there was a remake of the movie with the famous actor Johnny Depp in 2005. How did that one differ? The Oompa Loompas, I know, were a different skin color. They had different colored uh, rubber suits rather than the suits they wore in the original. And instead of saying Oompa Loompa Boompa Dee Doo, they sing songs about what happens to Augustus Gloop, Violet Beauregard, Veruca Salt, and then Mike TV. Yeah, so they sing a little bit more specific songs, whereas in the original movie, they're just singing generally. But they still mean the same things and talk about their impulsive behavior. Definitely. How else do they differ? There's a bit more of, shows a bit more of the background with Wonka, like when he was a child, and there showed his father, Wilbur Wonka, who was played by the late, great Christopher Lee. This is the 2005 movie? Yeah, his father, who was a dentist. That's right. We do get to learn a little bit more about Willy Wonka in the Johnny Depp version. I will also say that having watched both of those first two movies, the first Willy Wonka is a little bit more normal seeming, whereas Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka is kind of an odd bean. He's very mysterious and quirky and just kind of has a different personality than the original Willy Wonka, which was also supposed to be more true to the book. I know, and I know the other one, was directed by the legendary Tim Burton, who's known for a lot of weird but interesting movies. Yeah, he directed the 2005 one. I know, yeah. And I know uh, there's been an influence with Willy Wonka, like real-life Wonka candy there has been, with like with the Nestle Candy Company, like Wonka bars, Gobstoppers, and candy that isn't from the films, like Nerds and Laffy Taffy. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the story centers around candy and how magical candy can be has led to a lot of references to Willy Wonka. And I know in 2017, one of the Tom and Jerry direct-to-video films did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but reimagined it as being completely cartoony and animated. Oh, fun. I haven't seen that one. That sounds like a great idea, though. And there have been a few like theater adaptations like Willy Wonka from 2004, and then The Golden Ticket, an opera from 2010. And then 2013, there was... Rolled Dolls, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which did have the songs from the original film, but had a few elements from the remake. Gotcha. And now we have this newest film, which you just saw, right, Ezra? Yes, Wonka. And it has the untold story of Willy Wonka before he became this world-famous magician 
and how he he was raised. I remember when he comes to a small town and meets a girl named an orphan girl named Noodle, who's abused by two greedy mean folks. And they go on an adventure together to follow their dreams. And then they meet the greedy Slugworth, who does not like Wonka's ideas. And Wonka keeps achieving his dreams to become a famous chocolatier, famous magician, but his his inventions only turn into a failure. But I liked the new character who was played by Hugh Grant, that Oompa Loompa. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Hugh Grant was in this movie. Yes, I know. And the star playing young Wonka is the very famous actor Timothy Chalamet, who is pretty new to the family movie world. He's known for doing dramas like Lady Bird and Call Me By Your Name, which are live action, kind of very adult dramas. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I know that this movie has had an influence like with parodies and humor and stuff like that. Like I know there, there was a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ride that used to be at a theme park in the UK. There was also Condescending Wonka, which has become a popular internet meme. It's also, there's also been Zynga mobile games of it, as well as parodies and shows and movies like Trash of the Titans, an episode of The Simpsons, where it parodied The Candyman. And there was also an episode of Futurama that parodied it, and a couple other shows and movies that had references. There was even the game Pop Tropica, which is an online game that had a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Island in 2012. There was a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory game that was released in 1985 for ZX Spectrum. And the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory game, which was a tie-in with the film. Wow, so a lot of media content produced for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I know, it's become a big influence, one of the most famous stories of all time. And I've eaten real-life Wonka bars and also Everlasting Gobstoppers, it's like in the movie, and I think they're delicious to have the real-life versions of them. Yes, I've heard they're delicious too. Those Everlasting Gobstoppers do last forever. My brother really liked them. And I know there has been like a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory version of the popular board game Candyland which is kind of funny because they're combining two things that are both candy related. Definitely. A logical combination. I forgot to mention this though, but Netflix is developing an animated Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Ezra, is there anything else you'd like to say about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It was the most famous by Roald Dahl, who we know did other stories like Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, The Witches, The Twits, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm -hmm. I know this movie, the original, had such great unforgettable music. And the newer one, which Johnny Depp had music by Danny Elfman, who's a legend. Definitely. And I really love this story, this unforgettable story about never giving up on your dreams. Me too. It's a great story. There's a reason it's so popular. I know. Trivia. We have to answer last week's trivia question about Chicken Run. Mel Gibson and Zachary Levi did voice roles as male leads in two Disney animated features, respectively. And I know what they were. It was Mel Gibson, who voiced Captain John Smith in Pocahontas, and Zachary Levi, who voiced Flynn Rider in Tangled. So an older movie and a newer movie. Now we've got a question about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What film studio originally distributed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and what owns the distribution rights to it now? 
If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen to the next episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye.